Don't forget. What am I not forgetting? We didn't choose the thug life. The thug life <laughs> chose us. Way up in the sky, like a bird so high. Oh, I might just try. 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 RCLA Nation version 2.0. This is episode number 71. I am Dan, and I have with me the guys, Nick. Hola. <laughs> Nick, Nick changed nationalities. CCR. <laughs> Justin. What's up? And Jesse. What's up, guys? Not a lot. What's been going on? So is it is the weather teasing you guys over there like it is here? Is it getting kind of like making you think it's spring when really it's not? Yeah. A when really bit. next week it's just going to plunge back into sub-freezing temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's doing for you too, Justin? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's been teasing us with a little bit of sun ever so often, then it goes back to rain. And it's we supposed to be warm though. Yeah. We don't really give a shit if it's been that way for Nick. He's got too many new helicopters sitting in his basement to really give a shit. That is right. <laughs> so have you been flying those bad those bad boys, Nick? Um, kind, well, no, not really. Nah. <laughs> well, kind of. Lots of uh, backyard hovering. Okay, so they've been in the air, so it's not like I can start calling you no fly as well. Yeah, no, no, no. They've got. They've got um, <laughs> He's kind of quickly separated himself <laughs> new, from that. New, new, new. <laughs> we'll never go down that road. Uh, okay. uh, no, the NX4 is it's up and the motor is actually broken in now. Yeah. So tomorrow, uh, which by the time everyone hears this, so we'll already have come and gone. Saturday, I'm going to take it out to the field and flog it and get the bailout set and get the heli command all tuned. Sweet. Yeah. That it? I'm. Uh, let's see. Well, I did get the goblin up and going. Um, it's. I haven't spent a bunch of time on it. Again, just kind of getting the head speed all set. I forgot. Man, I forgot how just like ridiculously solid in the air that helicopter is. Oh yeah. It is. It is probably just the probably the smoothest and the most just dead on in a hover uh, heli that I've flown. Yeah. Huh. To date, but I know that you know some of that is the the contronic. Just the way that it handles power delivery is awesome. Really helps aid in all of that. And yeah, I'm I'm pumped to get out. And hold, hold on a sec. Has it gotten any less ugly since you <laughs> own one now? <laughs> oh no, no, not at all. No, actually, it has not. I haven't put the canopy on it yet. I kind of decided that. Well. You know, you're just it? flying it naked. Is that yeah. how you're going to try to separate yourself from all the other goblin gobblers? I think flying? so. It's uh, it's ugly enough that. Oh, I think it looks better with the canopy off myself. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I probably will. That's kind of my style anyway. No, yeah. and it it takes a it takes a little bit of work to get the canopy on and off. You know, in real flight, you can fly that goblin with the canopy off. Can you? Yeah, I saw that. 
<laughs> I did. I saw that. That's that's <laughs> probably how I will flat. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to get. I, I did have a little <laughs> man. It's been another one of those weeks where I'm all spun out, work until one, two in the morning every night, and I I got it all finished up. And what was I doing the other night? Oh, I was rewiring my my series adapter on the 700e because I, I took my receiver pack off put a bec on it so i had to shift the batteries to get the cg uh to work out and then now my tail servo doesn't work so i don't <laughs> another one of those high quality moments by nick but oh well yeah that's pretty cool so uh the weather is turning for you and we're all getting we're i think we're just, oh man spring needs to get here i'm telling you that because now it's just um especially like like days like today i wasn't i haven't been feeling real good the last few days but you know what the weather is just so nice and you know whatever for whatever reason you can't go fly because normally you know in the winter time we're not it's not like we're really planning to just absolutely be flying because generally the weather's shitty right mhm Yep. So you just yep. kind of take it when you can get it. But when the weather does this and it's really nice and you're not really prepared uh, or whatever, for whatever reason, and then you just totally feel like you're missing out. Like I am yeah. so missing out because look at the weather. You start getting shaky and shit, <laughs> anxious. <laughs> and then for you guys, because you're, you're not, it's, you know, you're at work, right? And then- mm-hmm. As soon as you get off work and it's dark now, and yep. you just had, yeah, that's really got to be rough. Yeah, it is. Did you get your, uh, your little uh, snow shovel one all fixed? I didn't get it. I don't know. I haven't put it back together. I brought it in the house and I took um the um, regulator off, and I like it like you suggested. I put it in a bag of rice. Mm-hmm. And I just let it sit for a few days. It, by all account, I t- I've I've got it, plugged it in, and there's lights on it. I you know I, I'm I I'm a little leery because I don't want to crash a helicopter because I was impatient or worse yet hurt somebody or something. You know, whenever you have an electrical issue, it's it's mentally it's tough. You know, because something could go wrong. Yeah, that's a really. Uh, yeah, I do have <laughs> I do have other regulators. I've got some. You know, back when I was started those big Fromco Arizona regulators with the Kiwi switches. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. fantastic regulators. Big, bulky. Uh, I've got a bunch of those, but what I don't have is, and Justin's like, "Oh, come on, man, just." Go old school with that and get one of those little glow starters. That, and I'm like, no, dude. Oh, yeah. You want the remote start. Yeah, I want a push button, a remote or switch even a, glow or switch whatever. Switch glow or something. I mean, come I on. didn't even I didn't even know till the other day that Gryphon, the same company who makes your pump, has a little like a kind of like a little, you know, push glowish type unit, but it's triggered off the RPM. So you just start spinning the, spinning the motor with your starter and it automatically will glow and that'll set the timer on it. That's pretty cool. You know, also too, that, that, um, uh, that governor that, uh, Kurt makes over there, the, the rev glow. 
Mm-hmm. That does the same thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Hmm. I didn't but know that. that. The, his, yeah, that's pretty cool. His is attached to the governor, though. Yeah, you have to use that. You have to. Use, with he's it, right? actually he's looking to get a standalone. Last he's just got some firmware stuff. Last I talked to him. Awesome. Um, to make it a standalone thing, which would be nice because it's fairly inexpensive. If you just have, if you're not interested in the governor. Yeah. Let's face it. Uh, in its time, it was probably a really good governor. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of outdated at this point in time. I mean, yeah, I would love to have something to put with my Skookum units that I could just fire and go. I don't even, I mean, no push button, no nothing. That'd be so sweet. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the push button. Uh, I just don't like whatever, you know, those little, you know, Nick, you were talking about how you always leave your starter. Well, mm-hmm. shit, now if you have to deal with, you know, the little glow adapter thing, the little battery on a stick. You know what I mean? I got a solution for you guys. On a stick? What's your solution? Go gasser. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I got a little uh, magneto ignition stuck in there. Yep. All I need is the starter. Or we could do what Nick did and just leave that little uh, battery on a stick attached and fly it up and flip it and watch it fall into the blades. Yeah, that's that's true too. That's always a fun thing to do. I I think Nick's done that more than once. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've gone. I think I've go been electric. There when Who Nick said that? Done that before. Just go electric. Who said, oh, you're fired. <laughs> Who do you think said that. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the Donald now. You're fired. I don't say. Out of here. I don't say it with the, his his arrogance, though. I don't think. I don't have. It's that. the hairdo. Is it? Don't I don't the have hairdo. the hairdo. All the attitude is in the hairdo. I'd be a pretty <laughs> grumpy person if I had that hairdo too. <laughs> 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 all right, so let's see. Is that all you got going on this week, Nick? Is there anything else you want to talk about you've been doing personally? No, I think that's it. I did get some new firmware to test, um, yeah, working on the governor. Oh, there the, he goes again. What? The old <laughs> no talk is up to up to his usual stuff. Hey, Fine. now. Screw you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Screw you. I'm not talking. I'm not saying shit. Yeah. Good no, luck. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, dude. Come on. <laughs> it's okay. We do want to hear what you have to say. We, we want to hear what you have to say, Nick. I don't have anything to say now. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Nick oh, some badges. I'm, I'm the D-bag that got him to shut up. <laughs> yep. We'll have to get him some badges, You'll regret that one. <laughs> <You'll> regret <laughs> that. <laughs> you guys will like be sitting around going, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? Nick's like, I got all kinds of ideas, but I'm not saying shit. That's right. <laughs> I take no, come on to now, a whole new level. So you got your firmware. firmware. I did get, it's just prototype stuff. We're just trying to go through and get ready for the uh, release of the 720 Black Edition. Nice. So what are you working on in the firmware? Or can you not you. say? I cannot tell you that. Okay. He could tell you that, but he'd have to kill you, and then he'd have to kill the few thousand people that are listening as well, and I don't know if he's up for that. I don't think you got the travel budget for that, do you? Big task, yeah. No. <laughs> no. It'd be, it'd be kind of cool, though. Well, you'd be able to get to go over the world. Check this out. I want to, uh, before I ask Jesse Killing or Justin. is my business. And business is good. Is Good. <laughs> so, uh, about that. here's a cool thing. I've got, I got, I mentioned last week this third party um, service that we've hired to monitor our downloads, and it it gives me a map. And whenever 
there's a download from a specific region in the country or world for that matter. The little world map, it lights up and, and the darker blue it is, the more downloads. So I just want to say thank you to that one dude in Japan who's been downloading the show faithfully every week for the past eight weeks. Yes. <laughs> every week. You are that it, guy. It goes up by one. I don't know who you are, obviously. But every week, I just I just kind of look at it, and I just and every week, sure enough, it goes up by one. So I don't know if you've moved there and you have all the la- la- latest or other episodes, but thank you, whoever you are. Thank you, Japan guy. <laughs> That's awesome. We need that Miller Lite commercial now. <laughs> that Miller Lite music, and we have Japan guy. It's <laughs> freaking rad. And then there's, it's just weird to look at that. I mean, uh, we should talk about that later. Let's find out what Justin's doing first. What What are you doing, Justin? Uh, it's been a slow week. No fly. Much. No, no fly. fly. No, no flying. It rained all last weekend. But like we talked about, the weather is supposed to be good this weekend. So I'm planning on getting out to fly tomorrow. So hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get the first couple of tanks in with the synthetic oil and the gasser, start getting it tuned up. Uh, so that'll be exciting. And then I, I've just been sort of chipping away at rebuilding the electric. Um, been sort of lazy about it. Don't really have an excuse other than that. Oh, you got a whole Rolodex full of them. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm not going to pull any out, though. That's the thing. <laughs> Although, you know, uh, one one cool thing. I talked about it on the last show. I got the, um, what are they? Oh, yeah. The uh, tough struts. The tough strut conversions. <laughs> Good, good um, salesman. What was that crap I got? Yeah. Yeah, that uh, thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, I got those installed. They're really nice. They did a good job on the conversion kit. And for those people who are interested, because Nick was the first person to ask me how much do they weigh compared to the uh, the stock set, you're looking at about 21 grams lighter. So not a huge savings, but still they are a little bit lighter and they are a heck of a lot more durable. Hey, uh, I'm, I, what I was doing while, while Justin was talking, uh, ignor- ignoring him, essentially. Oh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> I like how you admit it, too. I was checking, I was looking on my iPhone. I was looking at the uh, weather forecast. For example, today, uh, it said it was supposed to be a high of, of 38, no wind, and, you know, pretty cloudy, which it was. But it was 40, 45. And tomorrow... It says it's supposed to be a high of 41 and completely sunny and no wind. Ooh, hmm. So nice. that means it's probably going to be 50 because of the inversions. We talked about that last week. I want that's, your weather That's spring job. weather, man. That's it. Yeah, 50. That's. I mean. That's like shorts weather. Oh, totally, dude. Yeah. That's totally, dude. That's awesome. So, Jesse, what have you been up to? Or did it, did, I wasn't really listening to what you had to say, Justin. So were you done or what's the deal with that? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jesse. Uh, what do you got, Jesse? What have you been up to? Uh, Wait a minute. I, Actually, I, I did remember something. Ah, what's up? No, go ahead, Jesse. Oh, I see what you did uh, there. I'm not going to really pay attention to Jesse either, so don't feel bad. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I did get out last weekend. Got uh, 12, 13 flights in on all three of my helis, which were back in the air flying. So that was good. Man, Jesse, and, Jesse is hardcore. He does not mess around, does he? Nope. No. no, I mean, excuse. Friday I installed, rebuilt the tail on the 7HV and installed a whole new, whole nother motor in the N5. I swear and to every, you. And everything was flying Saturday, so just made it. I wish I lived closer time. to Jesse. 
Maybe some of that motivation <laughs> would rub off. And then I would have somebody to fix my helicopters. You'd probably just feel guiltier. That's all that would really yeah. happen. <laughs> so that's cool, so, man. How's school going? Oh, it's going good. Four weeks in, second semester. You know, about about time for that first round of uh, exams. So, so how much, how long do you have left? Or do we know this yet? Or are you going to be a lifetime student? I think we were talking about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have I have uh, three more semesters after this. Uh, so it goes year and a half. It's all downhill after you graduate, dude. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that. So, so let's see. This week for me, you guys, yeah. has been um, uneventful at best. No flying. And I tried to borrow um, Justin's Rolodex. He wouldn't let me look at it, so I don't nope. really have an excuse. <laughs> that shit's proprietary, dude. <laughs> <laughs> other than uh the whole having the helicopter apart but i you know here's the thing i've got the second 700 which for whatever reason has turned into the bastard stepchild mm-hmm. i don't know why i you know, the last time i flew that second 700 was at othello seriously yeah i mean i've been flying the other one just non i mean just it was been flying so good i just never, i thought they were pretty much the same thing they're they are they are they're a little bit different but i can tell you that i I've got that first 700 tuned so well, and the other one isn't. And I just, since the first one was flying so good, I was like, eh, I don't want to be bothered with the second one, <laughs> which I shouldn't have done. I, I did fly it at Othello, and it, I don't know, if Nick, if you remember me. Of course, this was real, you know, not a big deal. I just remember going, God damn, there's just something about this one. I'm not, I'm not feeling it, and it was because I hadn't spent the time tuning it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I should because it's fully functional and ready to go, and I hadn't tried to plow snow with that one. <laughs> you could be out tomorrow. I'm going out it. tomorrow, one way or the other. I, I am. Uh, I'm going to put the other one back together, and if it in, in the back of my head it's still bothering me, I'm going to put the other one up in the air and just spend a little time. It's going to be nice enough to be able to do some tuning. I'm guessing tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about it. So other than that, I've I've not just other than the you know the behind the scenes podcast stuff. Um, we've got a big announcement in this show. We're gonna I'm gonna tease you a little bit about that right now. I'm not gonna quite tell you what it is, but down the line here in about an hour maybe, we might we, we're gonna talk about this. I feel like it's my birthday. <laughs> I feel like I won something. And the thing of it is, is um, this is so exciting, and it's really been kind of. It's just like any other big project that we do. It becomes all-consuming. Over our heads. For all of us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And we don't, you know, we we don't know really what we're doing, and we we just have fun with it. So that's been taking up quite a bit of my time. That's about it. Of course, I don't, did you guys, you guys this week, or I guess it was Monday, the website went down. It did. Twice. Yeah. So let me tell you guys what I did. The first time it was my mistake. When I um, edit the show, I sometimes I, I'm up really, really late, and I get this show out really early, like at 4 o'clock in the morning. And um, so I had our server open, and I was, I was uh, instead, of, instead of uploading it and immediately just closing that panel, I didn't do that. I left it open and proceeded to write the, the text um, for the, uh, the episode description and you know posting it in the various places and I left the FTP panel open 
And when I went to close it, I must have clicked on something and I actually deleted the directory that contains every episode <laughs> that we've ever done. <laughs> That's, and without realizing it. So fail. When I posted the show, when, every time I, when I post a show, I verify the file download uh, before I even post it. And then once I post it, I just go in and click on it and make sure that it's there. And it was there. So I went to bed thinking, all's well. The show's available. Well, by the time I shut everything down, <laughs> not only was that show not available, every other show that we ever did was not available. Nice. Oops. <laughs> so that required a... A very panicky uh, call once I was made aware of it. Uh, Nick had to wake me up. I didn't get too grumpy with him, I promise. No, he, yeah, we I was really nervous that about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, I know that he was. We up. took a vote. Like, yeah, should we Should we call Dan? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know. I don't first, really want to. The first thing he <laughs> says to me when he, I answer the phone, kind of obviously sounding tired because it woke me up. And he goes, Dude, I know you're sleeping, but this is pretty important. <laughs> yeah, please don't be pissed. <laughs> so anyway, it was, and it needed to be. It needed to be addressed. Uh, a panicked message to Larry, a quick response from Larry, and you know, a few hours later, a restored directory from our service provider. All's well that ends well. So that was taken care of. And then. Um, Apparently, there's an issue. There, the 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 host was having an issue themselves. We went to log. I went to log on the site. I guess it was maybe Wednesday night, and it wasn't there, and it wasn't there all night, and into the next morning. And uh, apparently, that was their own issue. It had nothing to do with us. So I didn't have anything. I sent I sent Larry a message. Said, "Dude, <laughs> I swear to God, it wasn't me this time." So anyway, it happens, and we deal with it when it happens. Other than that, that's all I've been up to, guys. Just, uh, you know, doing my thing. All right, well, I think that's about it. Anybody else got anything new and exciting before we go into the news they want to talk about? I think so. You know, guys, one of the best things about being in our position is the ability to give back to our listeners. And lucky for us, Gen's Ace Batteries shares the same ideas. Just for you, they're offering a 10% discount code on all their batteries. That's right, guys. So head over to www.hobbyparts.com, enter in the code RCHN10 at checkout to get that 10% discount on your next order. Alrighty guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got, Nick? Alright, so the big one would be Nuremberg Toy Fair is going on. Uh, as of now, it's going on right now. Um, so by the time you guys hear this, all of this will be done and, and this potentially might be some old news. But we've got, the pictures are kind of rolling in right now. There are definitely some new helis. That are that are being released and showcased there, so I wanted to go over you know a couple of them. Uh, let's see. So Jr. is now going getting back. Well, I don't know if they've ever have they ever had a four fifty. I don't Maybe think they have. No, dude. they had they had that that five hundred. Uh, or is it? Oh, that's it a, right, the five hundred E. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Now, well, they're they're releasing what's called a, a Froza 450. Huh. Yeah. No, no, Not no. Much. It's a Forza. Oh, Forza. That's right. Dyslexic much? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My name is Nick. It'll be an easy one to forget, like the rest of their helicopters. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, send the email to Nick on that one, by the way. Send, yeah. I have yeah. a JR helicopter, and I don't, don't like it anymore. It. <laughs> you don't like no, I, I used want to li- them to make a comeback. I used to love that helicopter. I want them to make a comeback. I really do. Yeah? I just... They, I, I would love to see it happen. It's a sweet-looking little heli. Uh, I don't have much on it right now other than some pictures, but hopefully, I don't know, maybe they'll kind of wake up and smell the the rest of the world. Smell I like that. the wraparound canopy. <laughs> Wait a minute. They'll wake up and smell the rice that Alliance Bart making? Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Sorry. Uh, yeah, moving right along. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a good transition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like that. Uh JR has now released the XG14 radio. Uh they they did something cool here, which I will give them a little bit of props for. Um they made this what's called Xbus compatible. So you know, kind of something that was a complaint from a lot of the XG8 owners was the JR satellites use a, a four-wire satellite because of the telemetry system on them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the flybarless systems were not compatible because of that. You had to drop that telemetry wire out of it and, you know, and make y- a little adapter. Or run a four receiver, right? What's that? Or, or run, run a four receiver. Yeah. So what yeah. they did with this is they actually made it it's S bus compatible, so you can't you can't use a you know like a Futaba receiver because that would be you know it would have to be Futaba fast compatible or fastest compatible. But they went ahead and made like the information sharing protocol between the between the receiver and the flybarless unit S bus compatible. Yeah. So you can take it on on any flybarless system that will accept S bus. Now you can run one wire out of the JR receivers and into that. And then I would assume they're going to shrink their, you know, just like the Futaba receivers, you're going to be smaller. Yes, absolutely. They'll yeah. drop back to like a three channel like we're using. Yeah. And, and so I think that was a really good move on their part. They, yeah, they much more convenient. Do, yeah, they needed to do something to kind of get them back. Did, did you get a chance game. to read any specs on that? I mean, are they, are they, um, are they kind of following the Futaba Mindset, I guess, with the really super programmable switch locations and that kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big time. Yep. So you know what I that that when I see that radio, it, all I think is Optimus Prime version two point yeah, yeah, dude, it mm-hmm. still looks like a robot. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's their that's their thing they got going on. Which I, I guess you don't look at the radio when you fly, anyways. I do yeah. all the time, man. <laughs> Well, then you're doing that it wrong. That explains a lot. <laughs> is that why I keep crashing? <laughs> yeah. So Thunder Tiger released. This is. The, I think this is cool. And and there's a. I'll, I'll go over a couple reasons why they released three new helicopters at Nuremberg. Wow. Yeah. The E820, which we all kind of had a suspicion was coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
the E360. So nice. watch out, Compass. Got another player in the house. That's that's good. And uh, this one is the confusing one of the bunch. An E700. Huh. I don't get uh, Yeah, I like the description on it. On which A one? A lighter and less cost version of the E720. <laughs> the new E700. That's yeah. the advertisement. L- <laughs> lighter and less cost version? Yeah. Yep. Who wrote that there script? You have it. Aren't you sold? For those of you who can't afford the 720, you can get the new 700 for the low you, price of 19999.95. Come on now. You're pulling my leg, right? <laughs> yeah, a little. Okay. I don't know how much it is. Well, <laughs> it's going to be expensive. I mean, that's the undertaker's yeah. thing. Yeah, but that's I mean, as long as it I'm sure it'll work out great. I don't think there's been many complaints with like the E720 other than the price. They've really decided to step their game up, haven't they? They're trying to make a comeback. Yeah, and that's I hope cool. you know the Don't coolest just... part about like the 820, it's got a completely it has a normal looking canopy on it. It doesn't have the uh, you know, jet engine duct fan on the bottom of it. Yeah, <laughs> notice that. Um, but it does appear, unfortunately, that the 700 has something that resembles that. Yeah, the canopy does look better. You're right. The, the frame the, it, layout's pretty interesting it, as well. It's it's just yeah. different, very different. I don't care for the the uh, the 360 canopy. It it kind of resembles like an old uh, beam. beam yeah. 450. Yeah. Canopy. There you go. A little long and skinny and pointy, but we'll. Uh, I won't judge. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> okay, so let's see what else we got here. Um, axe. So I've been flying the little Axe 100 CP and enjoying it. Still, you know, trying to see if I can just squeeze the most out of that. Um, I've come to realize that I expect not being a micro guy and not having started with the micros from the beginning like a, a like a lot of people have. I expect too much, I think. I Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's my big problem is because I flew it and was like, okay, this was cool, but why can't I do this? I want to. And I, I get it now. Like, I actually get it. I get why, why people take these out of the box, fly them once, and then want to go brushless with everything and want to do this and do that. Because if you could make it fly like my big one, just smaller, it would be perfect. But I, I don't know if that's possible... Yet, but Axis now, and I think this is cool because they're just going like back to back right after Blade. They're releasing the Axe 100 SS, which is an all brushless version. Yeah, you know, I saw that, dude, but I, I, it just made me wonder. It, there's a couple things that just perplex me, and, and this is one of them. And the other one is why do people, why are manufacturers release uh, radios without lipos? Why are people building micros without brushless motors? I agree. I agree, I agree. completely. Why do, why and I think this will be there? the last of it. I do, because every single one has gone. I think the only one left that the market can uphold for a quote-unquote upgrade would be a out-of-the-box brushless nano. But past that, they've all been upgraded. There's no going back now. Like, it's yep. done. Brushed motors don't, don't even... 
It's just unfortunate for those. Look, the helicopter was a micro. I I thought it flew. It has its issues, as as you well know, Nick, because you've been flying it. Mm -hmm. All micros do. Um, you can you can tune it out as best you can and just learn to get over it and just do whatever you need to do to fly it. But it's unfortunate for a new guy because now he's feeling like, oh, I just bought this one, but now I need to get another one. And it- but I don't see. I don't think that's really particularly necessary, though. It's the feeling that everyone else gives you. I, I agree, but that that's a big part of it. I mean, it's- well, actually, I'm going to take a step back there. It is necessary on some of them. For example, one of the biggest issues with the Nano, because it is brushed, is that the power system doesn't last more than 50 or 60 flights, and people are replacing motors left and right. Yeah, that's fair. But, but that's also- fair, because it wouldn't matter if you were 3D in it or not. It's going to wear out. Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole point of why these things are awesome is because you can just sit there and bang out flights on them left and right. I mean, I already all wore the entire paint coloring off the top of the blades on the ax um, from blade scraping it in the shop at work. I mean, it's awesome. It's a blast. But yeah, like you said, I could put 50, 60 flights on that thing in one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. That's true. I mean, it, this. I just. Hopefully, this is the last of it. I, I think that I, I I'm, I kind of come from the last of, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word, the, the generation. I know it's not been that many years, but when I started, micros weren't really an option. Um, I think, and so that being the case, I just, I for what I that alone is the reason i just can't i guess get into them you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, i just uh i mean they, they serve their purpose and there's no question about that i think it's it's because people fall in love with the concept dan because i i find what what you say about micros and i think i agree with it mostly it's it's the novelty it's like oh dude I could actually fly a helicopter and maybe that could fill in on dim time or maybe that could, you know, get me some flight time when the weather's not all that great. And then you get to it and it's like, eh, it's really not all that great. Yeah, you kind of build it up into your head. Kind of, you know, you get this expectation and then all you're doing is setting yourself up for a disappointment maybe. Exactly. But it, well, that being said, there's a lot of guys that have learned a ton on those. I mean, the, even the local guys here, the guys here that are flying them, it's incredible what it's done for them. And, and, yeah. and even for me, the summer, the winter, last winter, I flew that MCPX so much. This year, I, this year I'm not flying micros. I, I just don't even deal with it. I, I go, when I go, I fly all their shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. I know that it, a lot of, uh, like Larry's a great example. I was having this discussion with him the other day, and he said, man, I just simply don't have the time to get out to the field. Right. But That's I'm true. walking into my backyard and flying the crap out of all these micros. That That's true, guys. And for you listeners out there, I don't want you to think that that I don't consider... I know I say all the time, if it's no bigger than a 500, it doesn't exist. I mean, obviously, that's not the case, but... You know, in a case like Larry, it just makes sense. A case, I mean, lots of other people. It for me, it it's just not a fit. 
That's what it boils down to. I don't hold it against anybody. <laughs> Much. Nah. No, that's what he says. That's what, that's what I say. <laughs> that's not yeah. what I say in a private co- conversation, but... Uh, okay, so we got a couple more left here. Align did release the T-Rex 600 Nitro DFC. Um, fail. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just call it that right away. It's a they. Uh, this has been one of those models that I personally think a large group of people have been waiting for a line to go back through again. The the six hundred nitro is like the it, it was so for so many years the the staple the building block. Yeah, it's like the original. Yeah, it's like the OG. Yeah, and I feel so disappointed that they didn't redo it and redo it and really make it something new and different and cool. They just put a DFC head on it and did their typical couple little upgrades and that's it. What were you looking for, dude? I don't know. Just, I mean, (laughs) make it that wow factor that it had the first time again. Well, the wow factor is the inexpensiveness of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So this this reminds me, and at some point... um, I think it deserves a little explanation, and maybe you did respond to it, but in our forums, someone created a thread about why doesn't Nick have any love for the DFC? Oh, see, I will actually, and I have, I got three or four emails on that, and <laughs> I did see that post, but I have put, I've put off answering that on purpose because we are going to get into that here shortly. Nice. Uh, okay, so here's the big. I know there's one more, but I think it's on Jesse's uh, talking points for the week. So I'll let him do it. But I, I've got <laughs> here, here's the big one, the the baby mama drama for the week. Okay, big news of the week. Big news of the week. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I like how you do that. <laughs> so there's like a lot of enthusiasm behind it. Uh huh. All right. So we all kind of know that a line can be little blatant in their promotion copying just they've got some pretty slap in the face marketing tactics sometimes they don't hold much back they're not worried about upsetting someone else how about that right so they released this and it hasn't made it over to the US and it's it's only in Chinese and I, I don't know if it's gonna stay. Over on that side of the world, I think it would cause a ridiculous amount of drama or on this side because it already has. But what they basically offered, they've kind of stooped to that level where it's like, okay, we know Scorpion makes awesome motors and we know a ton of people are flying them. So we're going to go past like just trying to promote the new 800MX motor that they have coming out, which is supposed to be an absolute powerhouse. Um, rather than just promote that like every other company would, like say, hey, my product's great, they're actually offering to buy the competition's motors to for you to send in your, your 45 series or your 4525 LE or your ultimate to send those in to them, and they'll give you 40% off one of their 800 MX motors. Now, to me... That's that's really blatant. I mean, that's just a slap in the face. The kind of the funnier part is, it's like 
Scorpion motors have always been considered a a higher quality motor. So they're saying, okay, here's the deal. We got this this normal motor here for you. I want you to send me your ultimate edition, which has won like I don't know a gazillion podium championships, and uh, you know held more first places than any other motor. I'll, I, would you send that to me? I'll give you forty percent off my awesomeness. <laughs> yeah, it should more be like I'll just give you an eight hundred MX. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like straight, it's a straight across trade. It's just to me, it seems really dirty tactic that they're not just trying to promote their own; they're actually trying to remove existing, you know, existing quality motors out of the market. Because I would almost bet they're not going to cycle those motors back into the market. No. <laughs> yeah, something tells me not so I don't much. think that's their plan. <laughs> no. So who who would take advantage of that? Well, that's kind of the big mockery is that I don't know if anyone would. I mean, you know, like the 4525 LE or, or the Ultimate, those are the hottest motors on the market. A- and I just don't get... Like, I don't know, maybe if they put out some sort of actual test, like a video or something showing that the 800MX was that much better than these other motors, then then have the nuts to make an offer like that. But yeah. they've never been in the past for, you know, series-wise, they've never been more powerful or quote-unquote better. So... Why would anyone bite on this? And and it it's just I think it's a really big slap in the face to George's Van Gansen, you know, the owner of Scorpion. He's got such awesome, you know, service, uh, product support. He's just he's one of the good guys in the hobby. I feel, and to go after him, you know, just kind of so blatantly, it's like wow, man. I mean, really, you really have to go there. Because I I'm always going to bat for him, right? For a line, yeah, exactly. You know, sticking up for him, and this was kind of like, dude, it just seems like they they go from one competitor to the other, and they 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 just like take them one at a time and do something to slap each of them in the face. They did it with Patrick on a lot of his stuff at KDE, right? Oh, look at that awesome tail slider. We'll copy it next week and sell it for half the price. Like, dude, there you go. Uh-huh. How's that? <laughs> and, and now, yeah, I don't know. It just it kind of bums me out because they don't have to. That's the thing; they don't have to do this. Yeah, people will buy the motor. Yeah, people will buy the stuff. Uh, you know, because it's a line. But I just didn't see the the advantage of doing this because they a lot of lost. They lost a lot of respect, I think, from a lot of people. But here's the devil's advocate view. Business is business. And they went there. Oh, they did. (laughs) And, you know, the saddest part, they'll probably get away with it. Oh, they'll get away with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other other part of it is that not as many people as I think we all believe are as into the news and the details of the heli hobby as, you know, us and our listeners might be. And so there are probably hundreds of thousands of people that won't even think twice about this because they don't, I mean, they don't know anything about Scorpion 
or a line they see, hey, they're offering me this deal. I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. I don't see anyone taking this, though. It is a little weird that they would offer it only on the 4500 series. I mean, those are big, expensive motors. Yeah. Yeah. They they really ought to be offering something pretty amazing in that 800 MX if that's what they're going to trade it in for. Yeah, is there now, a price on that 800 MX? No, uh-uh. No, yeah, there's there not. But it'll probably be 150 bucks less. So your your 40% just went out the window. Yeah. You know, you know it, that it, that having been said though, for those of you who have flown Align motors, they are they're pretty damn impressive. They're not quite as powerful as some of the bigger uh limited edition series that uh Scorpion puts out. But uh, they've got a good track record, good quality, um, no nonsense. They work with pretty much all the speed controllers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have two of them. So, so I mean, I'd... the expectation should be that the 800MX is a quality piece of hardware. Yeah. I would agree. What kind of nitro so... does that motor take? What's that? What <laughs> kind of nitro does that does that motor burn? Yeah, The where do you electron it variety. Oh, well, that's why I'm you know, yeah, I over know. here. So I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> only right, kidding, Jesse. only kidding. I'll let I'll let you take it away. Oh, you want me to announce it? Yeah, I'll let you it? do it. You can get yeah, your, so your compass points. Another heli. So I, I wonder what it could be, obviously. Another heli at the fair that was announced is the new six HV Ultimate. Is this so go ahead. Is this the one that doesn't smell like shit? Or what's, what's oh <laughs> didn't even Ouch. let him get into. Then you're the gonna you're gonna get one. I can feel it. <laughs> I'm gonna get one. This, this is gonna be <laughs> right. No, so you know they did. I would say pretty much a full redesign. Not a full redesign, but they redesigned a bunch of stuff on the six HV. So just to rattle off a couple of the new features is a uh, so a helical. Uh, CNC main gear, uh, two-part frame design. So each half of the frame has a lower and an upper part. Um, new canopy, which for me, and I know a lot of other 6HV people, the old canopy, <laughs> not my favorite design. So this one looks much <laughs> better. And then like this, they, they took a lot of stuff that was working great on the 7HV, like the belt tensioner, same tail grips as the 7HV and the 7HV kind of rotor head design, which it's a lot easier to uh, service, replace bearings, all that kind of stuff than the old design. But it looks to be pretty solid heli. Yeah, dude, From the canopy's what? awesome looking. So uh, it's it being just, just now talked about at Nuremberg? It is just being talked about. So it's a, it's a ways out then. Yeah, I think they're shooting for it. We'll see, since a lot of these designs are pulled right off other helis, it should go fairly quickly, and I say that hesitantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But I, I know I know they're kind of shooting for like er, uh, early summer, so July-ish. So they're going to be moving at warp speed, huh? Oh, oh God. That, you know, Justin, that's, a, that's the plan. You, you know how we do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm here all night, ladies and that gentlemen. Was a, that was a nice play on words there, dude. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to tip your waitresses. So. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's getting deep in here. Yeah. Is that it for news, boys? Uh, that's, uh... Oh, I do have one more. Yeah? Uh-huh. I forgot about this. 
this company with a just a very interesting name. Um, <laughs> th- this is a, a motor mount for the Goblin. It's an upgraded one. It's got this just massive chachonga of a heat sink off the front of it. And yes, that is a word. <laughs> and I don't care if you look it up and you find that it's not, it is. Can you give me a relative idea of what is that? Is that like near a shit ton or a metric shit ton or? Um, no, Chachanga's kind of. Or is that more of a macro level? Measurement? It's more of a, a, a girth measurement, I think. <laughs> oh, <you're> okay. <laughs> so it's not one you're not used to using. Uh, no, very unfamiliar territory. <laughs> no. All right. It, it's a licorice stick. <laughs> 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 Okay. Oh um, my god. So the company's name is Crud Parts. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, C R U D D. Their own product. Do we need to get in touch with this company? <laughs> Absolutely. Crud Parts. What's the it, name of the of the heat sink, Nick? It's called the Heat Seeker. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't. I'm really hoping that this is just like a. A translation thing, and that maybe in their language it has a cool name. I actually am so digging the crud parts and the heat sinker. It reminds me, it's like no, a, not heat sinker, heat seeker, heat seeker. Okay, I am thinking it reminds me of an eighties, yeah, spoof. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, perfect. Yeah. I love it. Oh, it's and it's got the big. HS on the side of the fins for heat seeker and nice. And let's not I'm, let's not forget the price. Oh yeah, they brought it in at a. <laughs> They're bringing it in very low introductory offer of ninety nine ninety nine. Oh, for a motor mount. <laughs> Good lord, that's a lot of money. <laughs> was that your Morgan Freeman? Is that, is that what that was? No, that's uh, is there Barry White maybe? That's Chris Rock. Oh, is that what that was? That was good. Oh, there you go. That was Chris Rock. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So I'm. uh, I'm, I can't say I'm going to be looking to pick up a heat seeker made by Crud Parts uh, anytime soon. I want something from Crud Parts, so I don't care. They need to make something I can use for a nitro because I want a part on my helicopter made by Crud Parts. Go to their website, dude, and look at their products. They have. now you you don't care about this, Dan, but it's funny anyway. They've got um, landing gear for the DJI multi rotors, the four fifty and five fifty, and they're called sexy legs. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, they are F four fifty sexy legs. Yeah, Weird. and the GoPro oh. mount that they have has crud engraved on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is just I love it. Okay, I got to get in touch with these guys because this is just awesome. That is great. That, yeah, that's pretty cool. Man, everyone needs some sexy legs. Sexy leg extensions. <laughs> 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 Maybe they have extensions. Oh, okay, never mind. So I'll go, I'll go back to their <laughs> website later. That's it for the news. Licorice extensions. <laughs> Licorice extensions. <laughs> Oh, my God. And the point at which it all went downhill. (laughs) Yeah. All righty, guys. This week's news, guys, is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine.
Well, guys, the new year's upon us. Hopefully this year you guys got all of those cool little heli gadgets and gizmos that you wanted. Probably ended up with some batteries. I've got a little bit of advice for you. Why don't you head over to ProgressiveRC.com. They've got all your charging accessories over there at Progressive RC. They've got charging cases, adapters, different charging leads, pretty much everything you'll need to get those brand new packs ready to fly. So go check them out, ProgressiveRC.com. Okay, so um, this week we're going to talk a little bit about, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, some might call it a, it's probably going to piss somebody off, this week's topic. If we haven't already. If we haven't already. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So keep in mind that, you know, just just listen to what is said and (laughs) judge Nick, because he's the one you're probably going to end up hating. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna say whatever I think I need to say to keep on everybody's good side. <laughs> nice, thanks. Yeah, that's that building that's listener trust. I just I've I've tested the waters and and the polls say that I should remain neutral on this, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm going political on this one. So what we're gonna talk about is and it's kind of a play off of the news article that Nick talked about a bit ago, um, the align tactic that they employed with the Scorpio, send in their Scorp- your Scorpion motor and they'll swap it out with a, an Align motor. And we're not going to focus on just that because there's other aspects of the hobby that, well, I guess in some countries they're illegal, but I guess if you have a manufacturing plant in China, it, it kind of, <laughs> it's a way around some of this stuff. So first of all, let's kind of get, you know, we, we've talked about what they're doing. So we know what they're doing. You send in your Scorpion, and they're going to send you an Align motor. Let's talk about, is that ethical? Is that something that should be done in this hobby? And then we'll move on to various other, and of course, you know, that, that word clone is going to jump, be in this conversation and all that other stuff. So let's start with that one. And I, I know Nick's got a, he's got a pretty strong opinion on this. So we're going to let him kind of start it off, and then we'll discuss it for a minute and just kind of you know, bounce it off everybody and see what they say. So Nick, tell us, tell us what it is about that. That doesn't set right with you. What is it? It's a line throwing their weight around that really bothers me. But we're used to seeing that. That happens all the time. We are. Absolutely. And everyone knows that they can and they get away with it. And I think that's, it's the getting away with it part that kind of doesn't settle, you know, settle the best for me. They've, they've done a, a great job of growing the hobby of growing their business. And while it, you know, it's definitely not always clean business, in my opinion. They've been very, very blatant on some of stealing some designs from other people. Yeah. Maybe not as much as other companies, but, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, in my opinion. The hardest part of, of this hobby and the whole copying and cloning and dirty business thing is that 95% of the manufacturers, are in China, Taiwan, that sort of a deal, where there's just, it's never going to, there's no repercussions for it. Right. And it is a hobby. So when it comes down to it, people, I mean, trends will show that people will go with the the least expensive product that works the best. And, and I can't say that I, you know, really, I can't say that I blame everyone. You want to get the most bang for your buck. But, 
the part that that bothers me is that I I feel like a line I will give them a lot of credit and that they have I'll even go so far to say that not single-handedly but they have grown this hobby tremendously. Right. And I think it's fair to say that a lot of it is due to them. Not all of it. I mean, not even close to all of it, but a lot of it is due to them. They brought in models that could keep up and handle the the moves of the day at, at a fair price. That'll you know that that got more people into the hobby. So I owe them that credit, and I think that they deserve that. Right. the The flip side of that is that with that position, ethically, in my opinion, comes some responsibility. They kind of they have a little bit of like representation in the hobby. And so when they just blatantly go and do stuff that they don't need to, I mean, a line does not need to gain any more of a percentage of this hobby. If they could maintain their same percentage nonstop, you know, as the hobby continues to grow, they're still going to make a buttload of money and they're still going to come out with great helicopters. So, why do they I'm just so disappointed that they have to stoop to the level of we're not just going to promote our stuff now but we're actually going to put out an effort we're going to play a hand in removing other products right but let me let me just play devil's advocate for for one thing that you just said okay in today's world I don't think any businessman will ever say we have enough of the market share exactly yeah. Yep. Even if you have 99% of the market, somebody in that organization is thinking, how do I get the last 1%? That's just playing devil's advocate. I, I don't, I'm not making it, I don't disagree with, with what you're saying. And when we see it, here, here's my problem with it. There, there, you know, our listeners know there's, there's no secret that me and Heli Freak have had issues in the past. But nonetheless, when they heavy handedly approached Will James, as they did, I think it was mid last year, midsummer, mm-hmm. and essentially threatened him because there were people talking about clones in the same threads they were talking about line helicopters, and and basically said, "Do this or else." That's wrong. That is, and it didn't make a damn bit of difference. No one, I mean, everyone was, "Oh, I'm never buying the line again." But we have short memories, I guess, right? Yeah. But they didn't have to do that. Um, they didn't have to do that. And that's the key, I think. I mean, that's that's the point that you made there, Nick. They didn't have to do it. You're right. I mean, they've got enough clout in the industry to do stuff like that. Quite frankly, there are other companies that have a similar level of recognition or representation in the hobby. They could do that if they wanted to. Is it right to do it? Well, you know, that's up to the listener to to decide. Everyone's going to have an opinion. I, I mean, you know, on one side, you can say that they're not really doing anything different than a standard business would do. If you're a business, you've got competitors. What do you want? As a cutthroat businessman, you want more of your product to be out there than your competitor's product. And by simply advertising you are doing that passively. Someone looks at an Align motor advertisement, they look at a Scorpion motor advertisement, they formulate an opinion, and if they buy the Align, then Scorpion just suffered. And that's business for you. 
but, but it, do they need to be doing it the way they're doing it? I don't know. This it's, is do, it, it. It does cross the line. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that it, it crosses the line. And here's where internally I struggle because as even the the heli freak example I just gave and this one on top of it and there are others out there and and and, and uh, basically it, it just seems that the double standard is the standard at a line it's okay for a line to do these things but yet a line walks around like no one should do this to us mm-hmm. and and internally I'm like I should have a problem with this but yet I fly a line helicopters and I enjoy them and that's probably, I mean, that's the stance that most people will take. And, and I think the worst part is that they, they singled one company out. That, that's the big difference. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like, uh, okay, so here's a, here's a very similar example with completely different reasons. And I feel this is okay. Futaba does their upgrade your radio thing like once a year, right? Right. They put on that big promotion where it's like, turn in one of your radios and we'll give you, you know, a credit towards a new radio. But it's there is a a huge list that of radios that you can turn in. It, it's not they're not targeting spectrum. If they were to put a big huge ad and say, Hey, oh, I got you. I hear want to get rid of your spectrum? Yeah, like, turn <laughs> in your DX8. Give us your spectrum and we'll give you forty percent off of a Futaba. Now who else can afford to give forty percent off? That's huge. That's a huge chunk. Well, guess what? A line has the ability to afford to do that. So it's like they're they're not only saying, give us this specific brand. We want your Scorpion motor, one of their four most popular motors, but then we're going to give you a discount that only we as a company can afford to do. Well, okay. So here's another another devil's advocate. What other motor companies are there? Quantum, KDE. Quantum, KDE, Contronic. Market um, share, guys. Think market share. They're nowhere near where Scorpion is. No, I agree. It's a natural I mean, advance on the line's part to target their biggest competitor. I'm still, I'm not, I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying that I agree with it. But what you got to take a step back and separate yourself emotionally from the entire argument and look at what a business person would do. But and, I don't have to they, because it's they, my money. You don't have to. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. it, to, to really understand the situation. They, they benefit from two main things in all of this. One is that I think that people who are sufficiently in the know to take offense to this, like us and, and our listeners who pay attention to the news and know what's going on in the hobby, are, are the minority. A majority of the people that fly aren't as connected, I think, uh, as the real addicts in the hobby. And then the second thing that they benefit from is when it comes down to it, a consumer is generally selfish and they don't give a crap as long as it gets them what they want, whether that's a cost savings or the better product or whatever. I don't know. It just it seems like it would be like McDonald's putting a big ad out front that says bring me your Whoppers. bring over your yeah. half-eaten whopper yeah bring us your big mac and we will sell your, you yeah your whopper your half-eaten whopper and we'll give you a big mac at 40 percent off it's like dude really i got an idea 
why don't you just tell us why I should buy your freaking Big Mac in the first place? Well, that, that brings up another point, Nick. Maybe there is a double-edged sword to this, and, and, and you said it's, it's mainly playing in China, and it hasn't really made it here yet other than through various channels where people are upset about it. Could this not cause Scorpion people to just go, you know what, screw them, and just really intensify their – I mean, I'm talking on a local level here, like – like the Scorpion reps, the the faithful Scorpion oh, users, and oh it just yeah, really dude. make them push. Like, oh, you know this what? This is going to be a big backfire. And and it was actually the owner of Scorpion, George's, who posted, who you know, who posted this on his Facebook, and you know, out just absolutely outraged at this. And it was funny. He goes, "Well, you know what? I could do the same thing too. Should I do a promotion where it's like everyone send me your Align Motors?" And we'll offer 50% off or whatever Scorpion Motors. And I was really shocked at, A, how many people saw it and replied. But all of the replies were, you know, you got the occasional, dude, that'd be sweet. But most of the replies were, no, what? You know what, man? Don't stoop, Don't stoop to that level. No. Do not stoop to that level. You make a quality product and you deserve to make a profit on that. So don't cut your profit just to try and slap a line in in the face. Well, Cuz you're not going to you're not going to win that battle anyway. No, and you're you absolutely. Keep doing what you're doing now that got you the most popular motors. You know, you, you, he was never focused and and I think that's the disappointing thing from a line is they did not get to the top by putting focus on putting other people down they got to the top by designing models that were consistent and solid and affordable but it's it's almost kind of like they've got so big in their britches now it's like well now i think we're just gonna let's see what little niche have we not squashed next so then i got a question for you would it make a difference if the tables were turned and it was a tiny company that did this? In, instead of using motors, let's let's use airframes, for example. Um, what if uh, pick pick a company, a boutique company, any company smaller than sort of the big two or three Align Outrage, um, you know, those sorts of things, and said, send me your airframes from another company, and we will give you our airframe for 50% off. No, no, no. You have to name them out, though. See, that's the difference. Okay. It's Send not... me your Align airframes. Okay. Send me your Align-only airframes. I, I'm Joe's Heli Company. I'm popular enough so that people know, but I'm not the biggest guy on the block. Send me your Align airframes. You'll get the Joe 90 Nitro for 50% off. But let's just say it was miniature aircraft. Okay. Would you think less of miniature aircraft for doing that? I would. I would. I it, it makes me it just makes me feel like it makes me feel like somebody is admitting that their product isn't can't isn't really com- compete. So how are they going to compete? They're going to compete by trying to get people to entice that's, people in. Um, that's it. We can't yeah, make but- a motor that's better. We can't make one that will gain more podium spots and that will sell more than your motors. So you know what? The only thing that we do have over you is 
financial backing. income, yeah. financial backing. So then yep. I'll flex my financial muscle to undercut you. Yeah. And I'm on board with everything that you guys are saying. I guess all I'm trying to get the, the point that I'm trying to get across is that that's business. And that's the way that's the way it works. And, and I agree with that completely, Justin. And, and I think you're right. Um, I mean, there's a lot about business that we don't like. We and and we're not. And there's a lot about business that we never hear about because we're not meant to hear about it, right? Because that is the cutthroat nature. I mean, you know, you look at this hobby, and the pie is really small, and there's a lot of people trying to get their slice. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not like even let's say planks that market is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. There's a lot yeah. more of the pie to go around, and it's even still then it's cutthroat. Let me give you a quick example, and this has nothing to do with helicopters. I know a guy here regionally down in Idaho builds his in his machine shop. He builds custom motors, very expensive, very nice. I mean, they're one offs. He doesn't he special. You know, you call him and he builds it for you. He builds them one at a time. He designs a. Um, I, I don't. I'm not really into the planks. I just remember talking to him last summer. He designed some special uh, uh, carburetor mount for the planes that allowed the motor to run, any motor, to run more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing business with a with a hobby shop over in Washington or Oregon. I can't remember which one. And this guy, once he got the first shipment, he sent literally sent one to a manufacturer in China. And said, can you reproduce these? Can you copy it? I mean, there's nothing really illegal about that. But it's, you know, it, that it's cutthroat there as well, is what I'm saying. It's every every business. Absolutely, dude. Even no, no matter how big the pie is, it's it's abs- everybody's always trying to get a bigger slice. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's the difference between, you know, taking a look at what your competitors are doing, recognizing the skill. And then coming up with a way to counter that with a similar concept or an improvement over the existing concept versus simply saying, you see this here? Copy it. Yeah. We're going to yeah. sell it for less under our name and we're going to make millions. Okay. So th- I'm glad that people are actually like standing up for this one. E- even I was just looking, even Nick Maxwell posted. I mean, that's to, to get some of these top level pilots rustled up who are sponsored and who are you know really have to watch their p's and q's because of <laughs> clowns like us who 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 feed on everything <laughs> they say <laughs> and pass it along um to you know to hear him say that and i think he brings up a really good point he said i'm sorry to hear a cutthroat company go after a well-respected business and hobbyist yeah and and that is true I mean, Georges has always remained one in the hobby, not just the business side of it. He's out yeah, there. and he's such a good guy, too. I know. Yeah. It's just, the- oh, man, I just can't believe that they would go <laughs> just admit, well, yeah, we can't make one that's better, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, offer we'll buy you out. We'll buy you out. The thing of it is, yeah. and what's discouraging about that whole thing, and you know, you got you look at guys like Patrick uh, at KDE. You know, they it, it discourages guys who don't have deep pockets, but yet a great idea. 
that decide to take that risk to put out a little something that could make the hobby better. That's discouraging for them because they're, 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 you know, as they're analyzing the risk reward of doing this, the first thought they come into mind is, well, if this does take, how long is it going to be before a company like a line gets a hold of it and manipulates it? And next thing you know, they're selling an exact same copy of what I've got uh, for a hell of a lot cheaper because they've got the facilities to make that happen. That's yep. discouraging. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not they're not even asking, you know, like uh I wonder if it's going to get copied. It's it's how much money can I make before in, in X amount yeah. of time before. And I, what I need to do is not only try and push this product and you know, make it as best as I can, push it as quick as I can before it gets copied, but then they have to be completely reloaded on a new product to release right after the other one gets stolen so that they can just try and keep a decent income coming in. Right. Yep. So that leads us to talk, kind of change the gears on this same topic. I'm, and I'm this one, I'm actually kind of interested to what Justin, because based on what he does in his real life outside of the hobby, I'm sure he's got some opinions. And this goes into, and we've talked a little bit in the past, it's been a long time, about clone helicopters and and and. It's no secret. I'm not. I don't necessarily have have an issue with them, and I I know that. And the thing of it is, is because it, what it, in my eyes, what it allows people to do is to get into the hobby on a budget, an absolute budget. But there's there's definitely some ethical considerations, and you know, it's issues like these where it just it kind of makes me feel like a sheeple. You know what I mean? Because there's some people that take a definite stand and you've seen it on the forums. Um, I, you know, wh- how could anybody ever support these? And and now we're talking about people who are cloning the monster, you know, the, the big evil guy, um, align essentially the align clones. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but from a design aspect, I'd like to hear Justin, what do you think? I mean, is that, what is your opinion on clones altogether? Yeah. So, I got to take it from two different perspectives here. As a hobbyist, I see the value in clones. And it's along the same lines as what you said, which is it it allows people to get into the heli hobby on a budget. And anyone that's a heli addict should want the hobby to grow in that way. They, you know, We want to get as many new people in here as possible. That's what makes this hobby so exciting. That having been said... The way they go about it, much like the Align Motor thing, is not the most savory way. As an engineer, I've got significant personal issues with people that want to steal designs. I consider it unethical. Some people don't. Some people make a business out of it. Uh, When it really comes down to it, I think... The most important thing, like I said again a few minutes ago, is if you're going to steal a design or, or you're going to imitate a design, at least try to make it your own. I mean, let, you know, let's all be honest here. These things are not super complex machines. And if you look across the, the market at all the different models out there, they're pretty much built on the same concept, okay? Except for a couple of really unique ones like the goblin 
like the the hind slits with the multi-stage gearing, you know, the full fuselages, that sort of a thing. Most of them are single-stage gearing, nitro or electric, standard fly-barless rotor head, standard tail, you know, nothing crazy. It's a variation on a theme. Right. So understanding that, it's not it it it's not all that challenging to take the baseline design and put a twist into it. And the people that don't do that, I think they fail to get the perspective for the the design itself because they don't need to be an engineer. They don't need to have technical background. They say, I'm taking this just like you said with the carburetor, Dan. I'm taking this, sending it to a manufacturer and telling them to copy it. Um, they're never going to produce a superior product that way because they don't they don't grasp the fundamentals of the design. They don't understand necessarily what makes it tick and what the pros and cons are. And if you don't have that, you're never going to take things to the next level. It's kind of a weird, because, um, you know, we're talking clones. We're talking clones of a line. I mean, I, there's other clones. There's the uh, sure. Frenzy, which is a clone of a JR. So now we're talking, are, are we upset about this? Because just a minute ago, we're thinking a line is the ass. And and now the now the now it's kind of switched over to where a line is the victim. So how do we feel about that? Is that I mean, well, the difference here is that you when a line clones it, when when a line clones something, they usually end up with a quality product. That's been the saving grace in all of this is that the the clones of a line end up being sub sub quality. <laughs> To say the least, so you then you end up buying a line parts, which is kind of a win for a line. It, it, it is. is a win, and I think that's why it hasn't been fought harder than it is. I mean, someone's playing them at their own game, but w- once again, it's that's that financial backing thing. They just they're not doing it as good as a line is, and and they do end up making money off of it. Well, that's, and here's the other win for a line. Think of it this way. Every time a line clones something or steals a design, it becomes the standard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at the DFC. Yeah. Look at uh, what else? Um, I guess you could argue direct to swash. There were a couple of companies that were doing that, that Align ultimately decided, well, we're going to take that and put it into ours. But once the Align direct to swashes started hitting the market, I mean, now all of them are direct to swash. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a double-edged sword because I know there are a lot of guys out there that enjoy their clone helicopters. There, some call them aligned variants. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I don't personally, I, honestly, I don't have an issue with it. I, I don't. I wouldn't buy one, and it's not for any other reason other than. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't have one. I most likely wouldn't buy one. However, if I had a friend that had one uh, and I was able to see it, touch it, feel it, fly it, and I saw that it was, by all rights, a fairly decent machine, I would consider it. Um, I don't know that I would buy it. I don't know. I'm kind of guilty. Nick, would you ever buy a a clone? I've had a couple clone-ish helicopters. That, that see they started life as a clone. I was not like the original purchaser of them. Right. 
but by the time that I got them, they're basically switched over. They, they were ninety percent switched yeah. over. I mean, and, you know, you end up with the frame sides. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I've had similar. I've heard similar stories as well. I know there was a guy here in Pullman locally that he built two of the. Uh, I think it was the HK the the five hundred. And after a matter of months, I think they were both seventy five percent T Rex five hundred. Well, and that's the thing you can get like an HK six hundred for under a hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at first, at yeah, at first, you're at first, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When I first got into the hobby, I was looking at the clones because you know before you start spending, there's definitely sticker shop shock as a newbie, right? And uh, I mean, I did the research, and like a lot of people do i came to the conclusion that it doesn't make sense at least uh from an overall cost standpoint because like jesse said in a couple of months after crashing it it's going to be all a line anyway right so you might as well just start out with a line so guys here's what i would like i would like our listeners to go ahead and send us emails and give us your thoughts on on this and um let us know what you think not only about clones or other things like this but this this scorpion uh, and a line motor issue that we talked about uh, let us know what you're thinking, and um, you know we'll read some of those emails uh, next week as we get them. I, I'd be interested. I just I'm kind of I just want feedback on this. I want to see and hear what our listeners think of this. I mean, I'm sure that we'll if you are listening, they might be typing already to let us know how off base we are. But some some might agree, some might disagree. Uh, I don't think that um, personally, I I don't have a problem. I don't like I said I don't think I'd get one I couldn't rule it out exclusively more likely than not I probably wouldn't this is Pinion for HeliPros.com you know sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low altitude crop circles or maybe even some low altitude smack with a little 3D thrown in for good measure or maybe even an epic skid bump and things go awry and I break a part or two on my precious heli. That is when I need helipros.com to come through for me because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly so that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this, Pinion is eternally grateful. Remember, my friends, helipros fly hard because helipros has the parts. Yes. So moving right along, you guys might remember a few weeks ago, Nick mentioned he got a KDE SXT head. And uh, we're going to spend a few minutes and uh, let Nick tell us about it. And on top of that, we mentioned, uh, and uh, he'll probably go into this, but we mentioned a listener asked, why no love for the DFC style head? So go ahead, Nick, tell us what you think about that KDE head. All right. So first I'll just talk about the actual product that we got Uh Again, KDE sent us the SXT head. What this is is kind of a, I think the term that's kind of floating around the industry is like a hybrid head. Uh, what KDE did was they, they kind of split the difference in head height between the standard version 2 fly barless head and the XTS height or the factory align uh, DFC height. They split the difference between that. So what it utilizes is it utilizes the Align uh, DFC main shaft, but 
the own SXT head block, um, which does raise it up a fair amount from that. You go back to a regular damper, and this is the key, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so you can either use like the factory uh, stock align dampers, or you like for me, what I did since I've had great luck with them in the past, I ran the KBDD lime green dampers in there. Uh, the follower arms or washout arms, whatever you want to call them, are bolted directly to the head block itself, go down to the swash plate. And the links are, they give you some really, really beefy links, which is nice. Um, it just kind of, it really stiffens up the whole package. I've always been a fan. I, I've actually usually personally ended up like sleeving the, you know, the stock links on some of these dinky heads because I just never felt that they were strong enough. They did a great job uh, providing you with some really beefy ones with turnbuckles, actually. Uh, which is a really nice little feature for getting it set up at perfectly zero pitch. And you, you just never have tracking issues with that. So, you know, as far as uh, from like an out-of-the-box standpoint, it doesn't look like anything super crazy. It's kind of a hybrid of what we've traditionally seen with a fly barless head, except they just kind of tightened everything up. They've, You know, in lowering the head height, you really change the way that the helicopter flies. You're changing its center of gravity and, and you're changing the amount of, kind of the, like the leverage that it has on the, the hanging weight, so to say. Now, the reason that I like this is I think what it does is it provides the best of both worlds. The traditional fly barless head being a, a little bit taller on the head height, you end up getting, the helicopter can feel kind of, soft in the air so to say and when when we went to the dfc style head you know the whole thing with that was wow it really it's precision it's so much more connected well what i found with this head is that that more connected feeling had more to do with the head height than it did to do with the rest of the design which i was actually that was shocking to me. I expected that the whole DFC style, because everything would quote-unquote move less and you know the, the much more solid rigid dampers would have a bigger impact than it actually did. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it does, but the majority of the effect had to do with the height of the head itself. So that was kind of a learning experience for me. Here's the best part about this. One of the downfall... And, you know, we've had a lot of listeners asking, why? Why don't I like the, the DFC style? It's really hard on components, the rest of your components. A rotor head will flap. No matter what, it's going to flap. And there, if, if, you, if you stiffen up the damping in the head to the point where there's very little, very little movement there, then the blade is going to take up more flapping. Your links are going to take up more of that. Uh, servo gears, any slop in your servo gears, all that is going to get kind of amplified and it's going to put a lot more stress on the system. KDE did a great job with the XTS head and they, they beefed everything up. So, you know, longevity to the head was never an issue. I'm still running that one on my 700 Nitro. But the downfall to that design of head is they are flat out harder to tune 
They leave so little room for error, and they prefer a narrower band of RPM, you know, of head speed. Now, before anyone says, yeah, well, I've seen videos of guys running their head down at 1,000 RPM, you know, with no wobbles. Okay, well, everything has a frequency which it likes to work with, and while it might not wobble at 1,000 RPM, it might wobble at 16, 1,700 or 17, 18, 1,900, but then it'll be perfectly smooth at 2,200. So what KDE's done by going back to this but yet stiffening it up is you get the benefits, you get the kind of like that connected feeling and that lowered head height out of the helicopter, but the damping is, is moved back into the actual damper within the head, which, boy, I got to tell you, it really makes tuning the fly barless system a lot better. You can go um, real radical pitch changes, collective pitch changes, maneuvers like that where you're you're really harsh on and off the, the collective and on the cyclic. It responds, not only does it respond to that very well, but it's it's what happens at the end of that. When you stop and when you change directions, I've always felt like, Yes, the the DFC style might be slightly more uh, rigid and more connected and respond a little bit faster, but it's so rigid that it doesn't handle those changes very well. And we've seen that Align has had a lot of problems with DFC style links breaking and just, I mean, overall head failures. So another cool thing that I noticed with this was and keep in mind, I came straight off. I pulled off an XTS head directly off, flew one flight, pulled it off, dropped on the SXT head. So this was back-to-back. The the loss of, uh, you know, quote-unquote feeling or connectedness was was very minimal. And, and the best part of that was that I was able to regain that by bumping up like in the in the skookum we call it the hiller decay uh, you know v-bar it would be like paddle simulation so it was very it was very very easy to get that back i expected like i i expected the difference of when i went from like a v2 fly barless head to the dfc style which was just night and day i mean if you're flying a, a v2 aligned fly barless head on its stock height and you go over to a DFC style head and, and you're running the stock aligned dampers. Oh my gosh. It's a light, it's a night and day feeling. The cyclic response is so much faster and just, it, it is a lot more connected. So I was expecting a big loss in that, but I, I just really didn't get that loss. What I noticed was that now all of a sudden I could go up significantly higher on my head gains and the heli just locked in a lot better. And when I was pushing it really hard on and off the cyclic, on and off the pitch, it, it wasn't giving those those just little teeny small bobbles and shudders that I that I always got with the DFC style because I'm not running crazy high head speed. I like to toss mine around as hard as I can at like two thousand or two thousand fifty RPM. And I think any DFC style head is is going to suffer there. And, and it's just going to make the tuning all around a lot harder. Uh, the last 
and most awesome point of this, I feel, is that the longevity of it is going to be there. I'm not worried about... I'm just not worried about the additional stress that a DFC-style head is going to put on the remainder of the components. You know, now, if I was getting 200 flights out of a set of servo gears before I started to get slop, now am I only getting 100 before I start to notice that slop? I mean, we're actually having the damper in the head do what it was supposed to do, yet still have that awesome feeling of being connected. So I think they did a fantastic job. I think they filled... I have to (laughs) kind of go back a little bit. You know, SAB went backwards on this, and I pitched them a lot of crap. I can't say thank you again enough to Patrick for allowing me to experience firsthand why I feel that this is actually better. So I learned a lot in this. I learned that what I thought made a big difference in the way the, the heli flies didn't have as much of an impact and, and other things had more of an impact. And I, I think they really did create the best of both worlds with this product. It, it was just a, a joy. You know, his stuff is always all the stuff that KDE puts out. It's just top notch. You never have to worry about you take it out of the package. You know, it's going to fit. You know, it's going to be quality. You know, it's going to look really nice, <laughs> which is like an added bonus. I mean, hey, if it flies awesome, that's great. But I, I'm not, you know, there's no shame in saying we love our bling. Right. It's got to be and, sexy. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And KDE <laughs> bling is is top-notch bling. So I'm glad I'm actually going to be going back to, um, I'm going to be switching all of my helicopters back to this style. I feel that it is just an all-around better design for longevity, for tunability, and I do not feel uh, like I originally did that you would have to sacrifice some quote-unquote performance to get that. And and that's what I thought. I thought that when the DFC came out, it was top-notch performance. That's what you were going to get. If you want the most connected feeling, that's what you had to run. And I just I don't feel that way anymore. I feel that there can be a balance, and and combining a good mechanical design, you know, like they did with this, in with a good quality fly barless system, you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. So nice work, KDE. Nice. So Nick, what's the price on this thing? Uh, you're looking at one fourteen ninety five for the whole conversion kit. What it consists of, you've got the head block, you have the the KDE arms that go on to the factory align. Uh, grips. Uh, you've got uh, all all of your beefed up plastic links, the turnbuckle links, and all the bolts and little hardware that's necessary. And can you get it for any of the smaller sized helis, or is it just the 700 series right now? Uh, so this one right now is compatible with, and this is kind of the cool part, and just an added little bonus. This one is compatible with the 700E version 1 to and DFC. So for all you Align guys who want the direct to swash of the 700E DFC but don't like the DFC head, you can do that. It's compatible with the 700 Nitro V1, V2, and DFC and the 800 DFC conversion. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, and they're also now, I mean, you know, I know that uh, I got to throw an extra... An extra props out to uh, someone who I recently kind of got to know, Leon Luke. He was kind of the, 
for me, he was the pushing force behind this. You know, he's a very reputable pilot. It has always been, you know, semi-associated with this align in one way or the other. And here all these new helis are coming out, and yet I'm watching him. He was, like, creating his own little versions of these, you know, out of, like, half a line parts and stuff because he's like, I'm just not a DFC fan. It was like, wow, huh. there's someone who's not buying into the whole latest and greatest, and he's just really sticking with his gut on what he thought was the best. And, you know, him and I, I think he kind of had a part in this with KDE, so uh, that's awesome. I love to see it. And now it's actually getting transferred into – into other models. So this one's like compatible with the Gowie X7, the Velocity 90, and and as it gets out there more, it, it's more and more models we're finding out that it will work with. So, yeah. So we got a, a few other things to talk about before we call it a night. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of excited about next week. You know what happens next week, right? Mm-mm. We're giving away a warp. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's, that's right. true, dude. I am so stoked. First of all, that thread is it's huge. It's it's grown to like eight or nine pages now, and just in the last few days, there's been a lot of new submissions and just some really creative photos. Yeah, and the time that they've put into it too is really impressive. Somebody is going to walk away with a with a compass. I'm excited to see who that is. So here's what we're going to do. We need to close it off probably Friday morning because we're going to have to spend a little bit of time going through them. And uh, the, collectively between the four of us, we'll pick one. Next Monday, when the show airs, somebody is going to get an, a Warp 360. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh yeah! Sweet. Oh yeah! <laughs> so that's second run. That's kind of cool. Second run, yeah. It's the whole super combo, I guess, if you will. Motor blades. That's that's awesome. So the whole chili changa. Yeah, <laughs> and you're Latin. Right. You're getting good with that. That's what that is, isn't it? Latin. I don't know. No, you don't know. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yes. Yep. Now we're going. We're going. With we're it. going with that one. All right. Alrighty, guys. So I got to ask you. What uh you guys got any plans uh say next uh June fourteenth ish ish ish? Well maybe. Yeah. I think I do, do you? now. <laughs> yeah. Well you might wanna if you don't, I, I, I you might want to just check your calendar and clear it because um something pretty exciting is gonna happen uh that particular weekend. RC Heli Nation migration is gonna happen. This time it's gonna happen in real form. Uh, we're happy to announce that we are going to do a fun fly in Deer Park, Washington at the Barron's RC Club. Uh, just yesterday, we nailed down the kind of the finalization of, uh, you know, what we needed to do to make this happen. Um, the rest of it is a formality, uh, but it's pretty much all been agreed upon. We're going to do this, and we're going to do it in true RC gen fashion. Yeah. Which, right. which means balls to the walls. So um, for those of you in this region of the world and those of you who are beyond this region of the country, we've got some pretty big plans. For, first of all, I'm super <laughs> stoked about this because, you know, it's no secret that we love to do live recordings at Fun Flies. They're so much fun to do. 
And the beauty of this being it's an RCHN fun fly is we don't have to feel like we're stepping on anybody's toes and we can just go balls out and we can just, I mean, we're, we're going to put on a show aside from the typical stuff you see at a fun fly. This is going to be a show and we're going to have all the usual things that you see at a fun fly, different events, mini competitions. We're looking at some night flying. Um, those are all going to happen. But on top of that, on Saturday night, we're going to do what we do at Fun Flies, and we're going to set up the equipment and put out some mics, get some people behind them, crack open some adult beverages, and just have some fun. Cranky dop. And, uh, you know, we're going <laughs> to – so many exciting things. It's – it's um. It's a lot of work. It's a lot more work than we thought. Thank you, Dieter, for stepping up and getting the ball rolling. We're going to, you know, as a team, we're going to work this the details out, and we're going to make this happen in a big way. So we're really looking forward to this. You know, I think my favorite part about it is the potential. Oh, yeah. We have, just so you guys know, we did a lot of research on this, and that's why it hasn't happened up until now. Uh, this facility, uh, we are talking about a nice uh, paved taxiway. And this facility has the ability for, let's see, over 2,000 feet, correct? Yeah, yep. 1,000 yep, feet yeah. on either side of the pits and then 230 feet in the pits. So yep. 2,300 feet. 2,300 feet of flight line. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Almost a, a half mile. That's a lot of feet. <laughs> that is a lot of feet. And and the thing of it is, is, you know, this is a first-time thing for us, and, you know, we're... We are approaching this in true RCHN fashion. And, and as you guys are aware, your listeners who have been around for a while, when we do something, we do it in a grand... I mean, we we... We put a lot of thought and a lot of preparation. There's no half-ass and going. There is on no here. half-ass. I mean, yeah, we're no. we're already starting to realize how much work this is going to be. I think we at first we're like, yeah, let's just announce one and just kind of just you know get a field and just see just, how it just goes. See how That's it goes. my favorite line. Yeah, we'll just we'll just kind of see how it we'll goes. show up and you know we'll have a good time. Maybe we'll, we'll do some stuff, but no, it doesn't work like that. Uh-uh. Once we decide that we're going to do something. Um, it, it just happens <laughs> in a big way, which is kind of fun. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, obviously as time goes out, we're going to get more details. We're, we're going to start, um, we're going to put a flyer together to start circulating that around, probably make it available on our downloads page. So you can take a look, you know, and we're going to start pushing it. I mean, you guys might get sick of hearing about it over the course of the next few months, but I this has potential to turn into a really big event here in the Northwest. And we're shooting for as big as possible this first year. I mean, we're just not going to be able to give numbers because as with anything for the first year, you just don't know. Yeah. We're trying to treat it like it's going like we want it to be, you know. Yeah, we're big. we're going to be prepared for it to be bigger than we expect. Oh, yeah. Yes. We're I mean, planning on know, having vendors, contests, vendors, giveaways, um, night just, flying. 
Yes, Rises. just doing the last final touches on some, you know, construction lights for the night flying. Uh, it's going to be, you know, safety is obviously a big concern. So we've got a lot of room there as far as safety goes. So I'm, I'm not concerned with that. Uh, the camping, you're talking back and right up to the pits, baby, you know, yeah. typical fun fly style uh, contest. We're going to get really involved with the contest this time. We want people to come out and have not just to sit in your 10 by 10 little pop-up tent and fly out at your flying station in front. We want this to be very interactive. So we're going to have lots of fun contests, uh, as many prizes as we possibly can. Um, yeah, and just have a good time. And one thing I want to, I, you know, just this past year for me, has been an eye-opener because I remember going to a fun fly the year before and literally flying once because I was nervous. I, I, I wasn't used to being around other helicopter people. You know, we're going we're gonna to really, I, personally, it's my goal. I mean, this is my perspective. My goal is to make it so whatever we have to do to make it comfortable for you guys who are newer to the hobby, who have not really been flying around other people, whatever we have to do to get you to fly, whether it's it's buddy boxing, whether I'm not saying that we're going to be doing a lot of buddy boxing. I'm just saying if you have a friend, you, you want to do some buddy boxing, the thing of it is, is there's going to be plenty of room. And if we need to somehow go to one far end of the field and set up something special for you guys we're going to do that because we want you to be comfortable. I got to tell you, once you realize, and you hear this all the time, when you go to a fun fly as a relatively new person, and even some of you guys that have been going to fun flies for, for a while, you know, it, it, there's a lot to be said about the social aspect and that's fun. But the nice, it's fun to fly. And, and when you get out there and you can feel comfortable, and you experience the social alongside with the actual flying at a fun fly, it's it nothing tops it. Yep. It, it is the absolute best weekend you could have. So yeah. that's my goal. I mean, uh, you know, to really encourage you guys to come out, enjoy the social side, but get some flying in, you know, get some flying in. We're, we'll do what we can. And as far as contests go, you know, I'm real big on beginner level contests, and I'm sure these guys will probably have some more advanced flyer type contests, but, you know, simple stuff like the 60 second hover and the bottle knocks and, you know, these basic contests that don't require a lot of skill, but yet allow you to throw your hat in the ring for a prize. Mm -hmm. And we cannot forget there, we are going (laughs) to really push Every fun fly we've been to, we've given somebody the target bag award. <laughs> this year, we expect to see some pretty spectacular oh, yes. target bag carnage. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely push that, and we're gonna come up with some a really cool prize for the target bag award. And and all this stuff is still real early in the planning stage, so we don't really have any specifics. I mean, other than we know where it's going to be and we know when it's going to be. Now we're working out the other details. And as we nail these things down, um, 
we'll probably start a thread on our forum to kind of keep everybody up to date on where we're at mm-hmm. as uh, pertinent information comes out. We'll do a we'll do an aerial photo. This facility is awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is not a field out in the middle of nowhere that's just an empty field, and we're going to show up and fly. Right. This is these. This is just. This is top notch. This is really cool. So we'll try and do an aerial photo with. Um, I'll, I'll do some little drawings on it just to kind of give you guys an idea, you know, of, of what you're expecting to look like when you show up. And yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's um, it's a big undertaking, but uh, it's like anything else we do. It just, uh, you know, we get <laughs> we get into yeah, it and just you know, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. That's all there yeah. is. You guys are determined to get me on meth, <laughs> yeah. one way or the other. Aren't yeah. you? <laughs> I think you've already started it, and you're just kind of easing the shock when you finally do let us know. Oh, yeah, well, why are you, like, why are you eh. surprised? I've been talking about it for three months now. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's why I'm called No Talk. <laughs> so look for I I just can't talk. I mean, that is so exciting for me. I mean, that uh, you know, this whole RC Hilly Nation thing is just it, it's when you step back and take a look. It, it's just to me, it's amazing support and that reminds me i i gotta i want to give a shout out to somebody who posted on our facebook page just because you can just read the sheer enthusiasm in what this guy posted his name is matt uh, cordry or cordry i'm not sure how you pronounce your last name matt you know he posted on uh our last episode episode number 70 link and um you know it's 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 kind of humbling to see the the enthusiasm. And and trust me, we you know, we'd love to hear from you guys, Matt, and you can email us anytime you want. We are open to communication on all fronts. And uh we just I just wanted to just give you a quick shout out and say thank you for those kind words and and um it's guys, you know, when we hear that kind of stuff, it's it's um affirming for us. It makes us feel good. There's no question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That is what it's all about for us. Yeah, it's yeah because the paycheck sucks. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had forgotten about it until you brought yeah, it up. Just, yeah, I'm thanks not for the put reminder. Food on the table with this one. No, no, it's no, not, not at all. So, um, digging in number three. It's been out for a while now. It's been pretty well received. Um, I'm gonna poke these guys here and. When can we expect number four? Have you guys been working on that? or? Yeah, I've got an outline for number four. It's just Nick and I haven't uh, found a time to get together yet. See there, I just... When you quit coming up with more stuff for us to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll add that to the list of action items that <laughs> yeah. is rapidly growing. <laughs> it's like an avalanche. It is. It, it's so exciting, though, to see. I mean, uh, this last episode of Digging It has been very well received. Best one so far. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the downloads are pretty pretty big on that one. We're really looking forward to seeing how that progresses as we go along. And uh, it's totally unique. For those of you who haven't listened to it, it's just it's such a unique perspective on an otherwise... I don't want to say it's a super complicated thing, but it's a little bit confusing, and it just totally brings it down to a understandable level, absolutely on every front. So, yeah, I encourage and you thanks, if you yeah, haven't yeah. checked it out to go ahead and do that again. It's you can find that on our homepage. Just go to the top navigation bar. You'll see the 
a little uh, digging in uh, up there on the link, and um, the rest is uh, pretty easy to get to from there. So that's how you find digging in. I'm going to give you guys, you know, we've been talking about the Tapa Talk stuff, and we're hoping we're hoping that happens soon. But I, I've, I've, I'm going to give a brief little glimmer of hope that something might be in the works, and we don't know because we just don't we just don't know. But a listener, Jay, has got in touch with me, and uh, you you can take this Tapa Talk. Uh, uh, source code, I guess. And you can customize it to your particular forum with the API keys and codes and all that stuff. Well, Jay's kind of taking it upon himself. And I don't even think I've talked to you guys about this. No. Uh, Jay's kind of, he's, he asked me if he could take a look at it with the help of some of his friends who are professional coders to see if they can take those APIs and, and, Jump the gun on the AP, on the uh, Tapatok guys and the Simple Press guys, and literally create our own custom Tapatok forum. Now, I don't. I this is just in the discussion phase. It's a pretty big undertaking because we understand it, we get it. A lot of you guys love the Tapatok. I personally don't. I don't use it. Never did. Even when I had it, I freaking love it. Oh and, yeah, I uh, use it all the time. That's just a glimmer of hope. We're hoping that something comes of that. I'll keep you informed as we hear what's up with that, what, or how that's going. And no pressure, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's harsh. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. I mean, obviously, you know, when, when listeners step up to help us out with this stuff, it, we just can't thank you enough. And, and this, this, could, this could potentially be a big thing for you guys who are really into the Tapa Talk because the forum is going fantastic. I mean, even without Tapa Talk, we're seeing 100 posts a day and um, consistent new registrations and uh, very active forums with constant discussion. It's quite amazing to me, really, how quickly that's that's picking up, so... Look for that in the near future. I'll keep you guys uh, informed of of what on a weekly basis what what's going on with that. Also, too, remember to send us in your events. Um, we are in the process of of delegating to one member of the crew to actually handle all that. We actually have made that delegation, but I, I've kind of I haven't got together with uh, Dieter yet to to make sure he understands what needs to be done. And that's mainly my fault. I haven't got around to doing that, but then that's to ensure all the events go to one person to ensure they get entered in there. So if you've got something happening, doesn't matter where in the world it's at, let us know. We'll put it on our calendar and Facebook. Whew. I don't know guys, Carrie Shirley. He's got, he's got some fans out there. I think he does. He just- dude. Just a wee bit. <laughs> I uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a, an email from him midweek, and he said, so now that RCHN has gas, <laughs> how's, how are things going with the comments and whatnot? And obviously, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was awesome to have such an icon of the gasser community in the, on the show with us, and we look forward to his continued contribution um, on a monthly basis. And would just like to take a moment to thank him again for spending some time with us. That was a lot of fun. 
And I think uh, there was a newsletter gone out. Was it today or yesterday? It was yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, well, Friday. Fr- whatever. Yeah, uh, that's right. Released on Friday. Today Today is actually Monday as you're listening. Um, so. so be sure to check that out. Go sign up for it if you haven't done it yet. You might want to keep an eye out on the newsletter. Hoodies. Oh, hoodies. We, we've decided to run a second batch. This isn't going to run for long. Uh, I'll find out Monday exactly how long we can run it for. I'm thinking maybe a week or two. And whatever we get, we get. Uh, once those, uh, so it'll take, you know, once we end that, whether it's this coming, uh, the Friday after, which would be the 8th, or the Friday after that, it'll take a week to get them submitted, made, returned, and then immediately go in the mail. So it, uh, you'll get those out. They're fantastic hoodies. They're just really good hoodies. Warm, high quality, uh, great hoodies. So if you're interested in those, I don't know when we're going to be able to make another run. So you should jump on that and get, on, get it ordered if you're interested. If I wanted to get in touch with you, Nick, how would I do that? Uh, you would most certainly shoot me an email at nick at rchelynation.com or throw a post up on the forum. I'm usually browsing around there in my spare time. Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You could send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com or in our chat in the front page or the forums. And Jesse, if I wanted to... I don't want to get in touch with you. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, I'm only kidding, buddy. Come on. Uh, no, you could shoot me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com or catch me on the forum. Shoot me a PM in there and I'll get back to you. And I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com or you can reach me at Dan K. Reed. I finally did get that changed, by the way. Nice. And uh, on our forums. Uh, you can PM me there or catch me anywhere on that on the forums. So. Well, that's about it, guys. That wraps it up. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week, and we will see you next Monday. Later. Bye-bye. See you guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.